0: Welcome to episode 38 of AI.cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, seriously smart servers! Welcome to AI.cooking, episode 38, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the second half of August 2022 and Two Corners, History and Knowledge. (laughs) Cor blimey, ain't I done a lot last couple of weeks? Might have sold that third pub. Then might have not sold the third pub. Now it's hanging in the air. Been to the theatre. Took my kids out to London as well. And what else have I done? um blimey where did we go the natural history museum oh lots of bones there bit disappointed actually in that place because turns out most of those big old bones they got lying around are just casts they're not even the real deal they're casts of bones who wants to go up there to see casts ah all them all them fake liars Uh, Yes, the television show is commencing well it's it's going there i've got a breakdown of episode one i've got seven series planned it's all in my head i need to get it out my head onto a bit of paper into a pitch deck in front of rich people get the first fa- round of funding done then my day job at the pubs can switch a Rooney with my other job here my side hustle becomes my main hustle my main hustle then becomes my side hustle and everything's good I get a whole year's worth of just sitting in front of the computer thinking about stuff, talking to you guys and being much more participatory in the experiments we like to call a value for value. Yes, that is a little thing where you give us what you think this show is worth to you and we say, thanks, here's more shows. <laughs> it works just like that. Our first news item is brought to us by our common gal pal, DC Girl. Ah, God, I love that girl. You can see me, well, hear me chatting to her on Smashcast, another podcast. Fortune Magazine reports, Capital Records forced to drop its artificial intelligence-created rapper after just one week following gross stereotypes backlash. There was a little idea floated around on the Fediverse, on No Agenda Social, a Mastodon instance, the future of social media, where yours truly, Mr. Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, the King of Kent, the cock, should be rapping this. <laughs> so I'm actually big fan of rap, old school rap. I know all the words to the rapper's delight. Yeah, the full version as well, what I used to. I learnt them all when I was a kid. So here we go. Quote, Capital Music Records has severed ties with an artificial intelligence-powered rapper days after the release of his first single amid intense backlash accusing the artist of perpetrating racist stereotypes artist FN Mecca became the world's first augmented reality music artist to be signed to a major record label earlier this month, releasing his first single, Florida Water. On August 12th, the single featured Fortnite gamer Clix and Atlanta rapper Gonar. Mecca already has over 500,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and over 10 million followers on TikTok, where his posts allow fans a peek into his virtual world, which includes huge Bugatti jets, Maybach helicopters, and a machine that turns ice into iced-out watches. End quote. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, we've got commentary. Our commentary. CSB. Guys who created that virtual rapper with help of artificial intelligence and augmented reality technologies are white. Or crackers, as Americans call it. But the virtual rapper himself was mocking black Americans. So no wonder it was cancelled. The question is not, is AI racist? because it is not, but whether creators of the given AI were able to remove racist bias during creation and training of machine learning models for that AI. In this case, probably not! CSB himself has a skin colour, pink, and has not experienced racism himself, so can't say what black people feel. But bottom line is, Don't blame AI for being racist. Blame AI creators and AI model trainers. Yeah, you know, it's like that thing. There's no no bad dogs. There's just bad dog owners. Yeah, if you train a dog to be a baby-eating killing machine, it's your fault it's a baby-eating killing machine. It goes back to that old adage, doesn't it? All the worst atrocities are committed by order followers. And order followers require training, don't they? I, for one, hope that there are multiple more music interludes (laughs) coming in the future. Over here at (laughs) AI.Cooking. In other news... Elon Musk is reportedly considering investment in Neuralink's rival brain chip company. What? Neuralink, a company co-founded by Elon Musk, has been working on an implantable brain-machine interface since 2016, while it previously demonstrated its progress by showing a Makai monkey controlling the cursor in a game of (laughs) Pong. <laughs> it has yet to start human trials. Yeah, that's what they say. Now, according to Reuters, Musk has reached out to rival company Synchron in recent weeks to discuss a potential investment. It's unclear what kind of deal Musk has offered whether it's a collaboration or a financial investment. Since none of the players responded or confirmed the report with the news organisation, Reuters sources also said that a deal isn't certain and that Synchron has yet to decide whether to accept Musk's offer. Apparently, The executive approached Synchron CEO after expressing his frustration to Neuralink staff over the company's slow progress. Yeah. Turns out, when you give people millions and millions of dollars to solve a problem, they kind of have this idea that maybe we should be a little bit slow in solving the problem and keep getting the old (laughs) dollar-dollar-chang-chang. If you want evidence... To support that theory, go look at your police forces or anyone else out there getting paid for something. <laughs> Our commentary, CSB. Why is it important for AI? Because nowadays, bandwidth between human brain and AI is limited, and only direct brain implants can boost that bandwidth. Hmm, speaking of boost, you can boost this podcast with a new podcast app found at NudePodcastApps.com or NewPodcastApps.com. Go give it a whirl! It's the future. Thirdly, NVIDIA will disclose Grace Hopper architectural details at Hot Chips. Oh, Hot Chips, one of my favorite bands. Been listening to them a lot lately. Thieves in the Night is my favorite song of theirs. Great song. NVIDIA engineers are delivering four technical presentations at virtual Hot Chips conference focused on the Grace Central Processing Unit or CPU. Hopper Graphics Processing Unit, or GPU, Orin System on Chip, or SOC, and NVLink Network Switch. They all represent the company's plans to create high-end data center infrastructure with a stack full of chips, hardware, and software. Our commentary, CSP. Why is it important for AI? Because nowadays, training of machine learning models, including deep learning models, is often carried out by GPU, Graphical Processing Units. Mostly, and only partly, by AI-specialized chips, like Google's TPU, Tensor Processing Unit. Yes, I used to play quite a lot of computer games before I decided to develop a high-end television show. Now my focus is only on that. I've stopped all of the stuff that I used to do, and all I'm doing is the TV show. By stuff, I mean, what's the word? Recreational narcotics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just the booze for me now, but this is far too early in the morning. It's early in the morning for me here, so I am not boozed. I am caffeinated. Which is how you want me when I'm doing this, I'm sure. Fourthly, new scientific paper about using AI technologies to improve four-legged robots has been published. Yes, the four-legged robots. Enemies of the future. Enemies of the present pets. (laughs) As well as the future. No, could be our biggest helpers. Could be either or. Let's, let's stay positive, I believe. I do believe. A walk in the park. Learning to walk in 20 minutes with Model free reinforcement learning. Abstract. Deep reinforcement learning is a promising approach to learning policies in uncontrolled environments that do not require domain knowledge. Unfortunately, due to sample inefficiency... Deep RL applications have primarily focused on simulated environments. In this work, we demonstrate that the recent advancements in machine learning algorithms and libraries, combined with a carefully-tuned robot controller, lead to learning quadruped locomotion in only 20 minutes in the real world. We evaluate our approach on several indoor and outdoor terrains, which are known to be challenging for classical model-based controllers. We observe the robot to be able to learn walking gait consistently on all of these terrains. Finally, we evaluate our design decisions in a simulated environment. Another interesting quote from this paper We present our finding that we can train legged robots to walk via deep reinforcement learning in real-world settings such as grass, loose ground, forest trails and mattresses (laughs) Mattresses, (laughs) With about 20 minutes of training That's not bad We demonstrate that this can be enabled using a high-quality implementation that is based on existing algorithmic ideas. By combining standard actor-critic algorithms with one of a number of different regularization strategies, we compare the different design choices in simulation and show that a variety of designs can work well, and then demonstrate in the real world that this leads to highly efficient and successful learning on a range of different terrains. Our empirical results show that real-world training of locomotion policies via reinforcement learning can be significantly more practical than previously believed and does not necessarily require significant deviations from existing practice in reinforcement learning, but rather careful combination of current best practices. We hope that our work will serve to further encourage investigation of real-world reinforcement learning in robotics. I can just imagine all those little four-legged quadrupedic robots in the mattress stores <laughs> in the sales like be, use, being used to demonstrate just how bouncy this mattress is <laughs> what did you do today? I had to bounce upon a mattress what did you do today? I had to eliminate one whole genetic race of humans <laughs> said one robot to another in the future uh, bless them bless those little robots they're our friends really Just like us. For your fifth slice of news, the New York Times has published interesting article by Kevin Ruse, entitled, We Need to Talk About How Good AI Is Getting, and subtitle, We're in a golden age of progress in artificial intelligence. It's time to start taking its potential and risks seriously. Yes, yes, that is the time. That has been the time for several years now, Kevin Ruse. (laughs) Let's see what he's got to say. Generally, this article shows that recent developments in artificial intelligence show that it cannot be ignored anymore and postulates, quote, What's missing is a shared, value-neutral way of talking about what today's AI systems are actually capable of doing. And what specific risks and opportunities those capabilities present. I don't think that's missing. We've done loads of stories on how that stuff's there. Might, might just not be being implemented. Might just be, be, be being circumvented, sidestepped by the money people in the room. I mean, it's all just virtue signalling, isn't it? Most of this stuff out there big corporations saying things like oh we know gay pride month and this and that. look i've got nothing against gays or pride don't be leveling that actually accusation at you gregory william Forsyth foreman over here oh some of my best friends are pride and gay <laughs> i think three things could help here oh wait no this is his voice i think three things could help here first Regulators and politicians need to get up to speed. Well, good luck with that one, because those are reactionary forces. (laughs) And um, parasitic, cannibalistic ones at that. Because of how new many of these AI systems are... Few public officials have any first-hand experience with tools like GPT-3 or Dolly e 2 Nor do they grasp how quickly progress is happening at the AI frontier. We've seen a few efforts to close the gap. Stanford's Institute for Human-Centered Artificial Intelligence recently held a three-day AI boot camp for congressional staff members. <laughs> I bet that was fun. God, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that one. <laughs> They're all sat there with their little folders, bits of paper in them, and the, the AI guys at the top going, well, this is a TensorFlow, this. <laughs> this over here is a GP3T, that. <laughs> <laughs> and all they're thinking about is like blowing each other. <laughs> and where, where's the hookers and blow? Uh, where were we? Sorry, I got told off for cutting cutting in in the middle of 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 um, articles before by the writing team. They said not to do that. But I I don't know. I, I figure I feel like there's a bit of value in it. Really, you guys getting entertained as we're learning about the latest and greatest stories in AI, oh, aren't we? Aren't we all being in- entertained? No, but I seriously have lost my place now. Where am I? Oh, blimey. Oh, yeah, there we go. For example, we need more politicians and regulators to take an interest in the technology. And I don't mean that they need to start stoking fears of an AI apocalypse Andrew Yang style. Even reading a book like Brian Christian's The Alignment Problem or understanding a few basic details about how a model like GPT-3 works would represent enormous progress. Oh man, I've bitten off more than I can chew here. This goes on forever. Can't I just go back to my normal voice? I mean, surely you prefer that. Yeah, let's do that. (coughs) Otherwise, we could end up with a repeat of what happened with social media companies after the 2016 election, A collision of Silicon Valley power and Washington ignorance, which resulted in nothing but gridlock and testy hearings. Second, big tech companies investing billions in AI development, the Googles, Metas, and open AIs of the world, well, um, I thought open AI was owned by Google, but never mind, need to do a better job of explaining what they're working on without sugarcoating or soft-peddling the risks. Right now, many of the biggest AI models are developed behind closed doors, using private data sets and tested only by internal teams. Well, I'd wager to say most of them, and that's how it's gonna be for the rest of this century, more likely. When information about them is made public, It's often either watered down by corporate PR, I call that corporate BS, or buried in inscrutable scientific papers. Yeah, what commoners don't know how to read and only need news models to tell us what is in them. Downplaying AI risks to avoid backlash may be a smart short term strategy, but Tech companies won't survive long term if they're seen as having a hidden AI agenda. Ooh 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. AI agenda. Mm. <laughs> a Little bit tickled by that one. That's at odds with the public interest. And if these companies won't open up voluntarily, AI engineers should go around their bosses and talk directly to policymakers and journalists themselves. Yeah, that's that's like whistleblowing, isn't it? Good luck with that one. I mean, that's really working out well at the moment. <laughs> Mr. Kevin Roos. Third. The news media needs to do a better job of explaining AI progress to non-experts. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking an interest. I'm trying to learn about it. I knew nothing other than what I'd seen in Hollywood movies and TV. Uh, But now, now I know loads, I think. It's in there somewhere. I can't quite access it upon demand, but it's definitely in my noggin. I'm sure of it. I'll feel it. I'll breathe it. You listening, future? Your man over here wants to drive your mothership. Mm, Yes, let me be the captain of the mothership. I'll I'll do you justice. I've got the moral core that's required for such a job. And that's all that really counts, isn't it? The ability to decide between right and wrong. Too often, journalists, and I admit, I've been a guilty party here. Yes, Kevin Ruse, you have. You've been a guilty party here, and you're admitting it. Which is admirable. Rely on outdated sci-fi shorthand to translate what's happening in AI to a general audience. Remember, this is in a newspaper. Who reads newspapers these days? Old people. Am I right? (laughs) Very overwhelmingly older people. Everyone I know who's old still buys a newspaper. Everyone I know who isn't old does not buy newspapers (laughs) it's very let's make that clear here because it needs to be made clear so what mr kevin ruse is doing is trying to tell the old people in a nice gentle way that by the time they shuffle off they have to do something about ai (laughs) just learn about it you need to know why why do they need to know they won't be here by the time it gets around to it but whatever, maybe they can just tell their their younger generations to, don't make the mistakes we made, young man! We let the Nazis get out of hand! Look what happened there! The Nazis! Artificial intelligent Nazis are coming! (laughs) Practice what you preach, Kevin Ruse! Sorry, that was me, that was all me. That wasn't Kevin. (laughs) Uh, we sometimes compare large language models to Skynet and HAL 9000 and flatten promising machine learning breakthroughs to panicky The robots are coming! Headlines that we think will resonate with readers. <laughs> Hmm, is he admitting there that maybe journalists kind of think it's good to scare people and that that's what earns them money? (laughs) i wonder where we've seen that before i don't know two years worth of scaring people might have taught us a little something by now (laughs) occasionally we betray our ignorance by illustrating articles about software-based ai models with photos of hardware-based factory robots an error that is as inexplicable as slapping a photo of a BMW on a story about bicycles was wow, a lot to unpack in that little thing. This is good. I'm glad you brought this writing team to this. This is good. This is, yeah, cool. What talk about the microcosm of the macrocosm? Let's see what let's see what has got to say. In a broad sense. Most people think about AI narrowly, as it relates to us. Will it take my job? Is it better or worse than me at skill X or task Y? Rather than trying to understand all of the ways AI is evolving. Ooh, okay. And what that might mean for our future. Yes, over here we prefer to take the term cooking. AI is cooking. It's roasting, it's broiling, it's baking, it's stewing, it's cooking, it's doing Oh I'm gonna that's a good little song. I might make one of those little songs for that. We could do a musical. <gasps> I love musicals. An AI musical, has that happened yet? Oh do go find me an AI musical, please. Oh, totally put that together. Alright, okay. Soon as TV series is done, uh AI musical. Alright, somebody put a pin in it. Tell me later, all right? Just tell me. You can email me. I'm at gwff777 at protonmail.com. Or I've got a new email address, which is gregoryformanmedia at proton.me. Yeah, see? A full actor's one. Oh, yeah, and while I'm at it, I've got a new Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm, yes. It is at gregory 7 Foreman. That's G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-7-F-O-R-E-M-A-N. Now, I'm not endorsing the usage of Twitter unless it is used to explicitly get professional gigs and work and be paid for stuff. Don't want to be spreading no spurious rumours about nothing else on there or partaking in this tit-for-tat tweeting stuff that I've seen going on for about, I don't know, a decade or so, probably more by now. Back to Kevin Ruse. I'll do my part by writing about AI. (laughs) Go on, Kevin, get your shovel out, mate. Pitch in. (laughs) I'll do my part about writing about AI in all its complexity and weirdness, without resorting to hyperbole or Hollywood tropes. Will you, Kev? Will you really? (laughs) Lo- we got to keep a tabs on Kevin Ruse. His name is Ruse. Oh, <laughs> uh, <are> these guys. <laughs> but we all need to start adjusting our mental models to make space for the new incredible machines in our midst. Midst. End quote. Oh, wow. That was hilarious. Gordon Bennett, Kevin, oh, sit down and have a beer with your son. We've got a lot to discuss. And just like that, we are over halfway. Buckle up. Yes, buckle up, I said, because there's five more news articles to go. And our sixth one is... New scientific paper about using AI technologies to create, or rather, to generate music, has been published by an Italian and an Austrian. Ugh, Austrians—they're Ugh, only good in the sound of music. Let's face it. Musica: fast, infinite way for music generation. Oh yeah, I had a dream about this. Yeah, this is this is this is good. This abstract. Fast and user-controllable music generation could enable novel ways of composing or performing music. However, state-of-the-art music generation systems require large amounts of data and computational resources for training, and are slow at inference. This makes them impractical for real-time interactive use, In this work, we introduce Musica. M-U-S-I-K-A. Hmm. It's kind of like magic and music together. Magica? Musica? I see what they did there. Very clever. A music generation system that can be trained on hundreds of hours of music using a single consumer GPU and that allows for much faster than real-time generation of music of arbitrary length on a consumer CPU. We achieve this by first learning a compact, invertible representation of spectrogram magnitudes and phases with adversarial autoencoders. Then, training a generative adversarial network or GAN on this representation for a particular music domain. A latent coordinate system enables generating arbitrarily long sequences of excerpts in parallel, while a global context vector allows the music to remain stylistically coherent through time. We perform quantitative evaluations. To assess the quality of the generated samples and showcase options for user control in piano and techno music generation, we release the source code and pre-trained autoencoder weights at github.com forward slash Marco Bazzini forward slash musica. That's github.com forward slash m-a-r-c-o-p-p-a-s-i-n-i forward slash musica which is m-u-s-i-k-a oh this is turning into the musical version of ai.cookin wow we've had rapping we've spoke about musicals now we've got music god i was waiting for this day for months if not years in fact, if not my whole entire 33 years here, such that a GAN can be trained on a new music domain with a single GPU in a matter of hours. Yes. I'm all about this. I think this is cool, man. Really cool. And also, if any of you work for any AI companies out there that want ideas, men, to give you AI companies ideas for a small finder's fee, I will give you one of the greatest music ideas for AI that AI can do that you will ever hear. This thing is a product that can reap the rewards of billions and billions billions and billions of those fiat units whatever you trade in any country this will work everywhere that there are young people who like to have fun okay just you can get in touch with me I've given you my whereabouts by now you can you can just get in touch with me about this because honestly It's a good one, I promise you. But that's also a good one. Musica. We should keep tabs on that for sure. We could combine the Musica to make the musical, the AI musical. This has to happen. I'm the person that can make this happen. Yes! (laughs) Oh, I am a little bit giddy in the morning. You might be able to tell. Seven! Google uses AI language models to improve home helper robots. Researchers add everyday robots are tapping large-scale language models to help robots avoid misconstruing human communications in ways that might trigger inappropriate or even dangerous actions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh, Alexa, put the toast on. No, Alexa, don't toast the baby. No. (laughs) Siri, don't sear the cat. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) <laughs> Where's Elon when you need him? Da-da-da! Here comes Elon with his cape. Woo! Google Research and Alphabet-owned everyday robots integrate what they call SACAN, language models with real-world grounding in pre-trained skills, and its largest language model, PALM, P-A-L-M, or Pathways Language Model. Here is interesting quote from the article. Quote, on the robotics side, robots used in factories today are rigidly programmed. Google's research show how humans could one day use natural language to ask a robot a question that requires the robot to understand the context of the question and then carry out a reasonable action in a given setting. For example, today, prompting GPT-3 with I spilled my drink! Can you help? Receives the response You could try using a vacuum cleaner That's possibly a dangerous action Google's conversational or dialogue-based AI, Lambda Gives the response Do you want me to find a cleaner? While another model, that was probably a bit bait, I'll do that again. Do you want me to find a cleaner? While another model, Flan, Flan, F-L-A-N, Flan, says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to spill it. Another task I can do. If you really want someone to teach those AIs how to talk properly, like human beings, give it over to me, man. Seriously, how else am I going to be running away in a dystopian nightmare future that I envisage with my family when they're saying, I can see this little scene playing out where I'm away fighting the robots with the good robots, and my family's um, hideout is uh, infiltrated by the bad robots, and they're walking around on their little two-legged feet, simulating human steps, saying stuff like, in my voice, Kids! Kids, your chocolate crumpets are ready. And the kids are cowering behind the sofa going, that's not our real dad. Don't be fooled. That's not really daddy. That's not really daddy. End quote. I hope by now you can tell the bits that I'm reading from the transcript from the bits that I'm doing from my voice, because I try to differentiate between the two. One of them is what I'd consider to be received pronunciation, which is what I was taught in school to talk like. And the other one is what I consider to be me, which is what I've been taught outside of school to talk like. Man, school was a long time ago now but we always learn don't we we continue to learn forever and ever and ever that is until you shuffle off the mortal coil and have a little cuddle with jesus if you're lucky number eight numero ocho TechCrunch website is reporting this startup is setting a doll e2 like ai free consequences be damned Oh my word, somebody stop these people! Dual E2, OpenAI's powerful text-to-image AI system, can create photos in the style of cartoonists, 19th century daguerreotypists, stop-motion animators, and more, but it has an important artificial limitation. A filter that prevents it from creating images depicting public figures and content deemed too toxic. Ooh, toxic content. The sludge of brains everywhere. Now an open source alternative to Doll E2 is on the cusp of being released. And it'll have few, if any, such content filters. London and Los Altos based startup, Stability AI, what the, they call themselves Stability AI and they're about to ruin the world? This week announced the release of Dolly E2 like system, Stable Diffusion, to just over a thousand researchers ahead of a public launch in the coming weeks. You hear that, social media people? There's going to be a new slew of AI images gracing your feeds everywhere. A collaboration between Stability AI, Media Creation Company, Runaway ML, Heidelberg University Researchers, and the research groups Eleuther AI and Lion, L-A-I-O-N. Stable Diffusion is designed to run on most high-end consumer hardware, generating 512 by 512 pixel images in just a few seconds given any text prompt. Yeah, there's no excuse now for podcasters not to change up their, uh, their artwork every episode. There's just so many avenues to get images that there is no excuse. You hear me? <laughs> little inside joke between me and the writing team there but also you guys because you're listening right our commentary csb brutal truth is that doll e from open ai is censoring what text is allowed in prompt for example lewd words and names of politicians like biden and trump are not allowed well, I think Trump is just a politician. I mean, Biden is a career politician, but Trump's also a lot of other stuff. I mean, he's got the stakes, the universities, right? Good to see. A bit like how I'm. No, sorry. A bit like how I'm not just an actor. You see, I can do other things other than acting. Hmm. Yeah. You see. You get it. Good to see that another AI-based image generator will remove this limitation. We have played with stable diffusion image generation, and it is very good, on par with dall E, or better. However, it is not free! After using our quote, the company is demanding entry of credit card. So, free, in headline form TechCrunch relates to setting AI free from censorship, but not free to use. Ah, well, that is a bit misleading, tech crunch. Yeah, you're meant to be crunching the tech for us, not misleading us. These journos, man, what are we going to do with them? Oh, my word, they're, all, they're running amok with our language. Number nine, The Verge is reporting. The James Webb Space Telescope runs JavaScript. Apparently. Hmm, what makes it apparent? Let's find out. It turns out that JavaScript the programming language that web developers and users alike love to complain about, had a hand in delivering the STUNNING images that the James Webb Space Telescope has been beaming back to Earth. Ah, so it could all have just been some sort of JavaScript virus worm Trojan horse thingy all along. Gah, tricked again about space? Ah, When will they stop tricking us Oh, stop tricking me and no I don't mean that in some snarky way like that the website NASA hosts them on uses JavaScript open parentheses. It does close parentheses <laughs> I mean that the actual telescope arguably one of humanity's finest scientific achievements is largely controlled by JavaScript files Oh, and it's based on a software development kit from 2002. What? 20 years old? What? We're getting led up the garden path here again. Our commentary, CSB. Why is it relevant to artificial intelligence? It is not. Just interesting news item, because so many people hate the programming language JavaScript despite it being number one in the world because it is running in all web browsers and also server-side in Node.js. Another comment, tensorflow.js is a library that enables deep learning inside of web browsers, so if you really, really, really need to do AI with JavaScript, you can. I think you mean without JavaScript. But you can, nonetheless. Nevertheless. None the. double figures on number 10 our pal full of pals today aren't we our pal cold acid from no agenda social brought to our attention this user story yes hello cold acid nice to have you on board <laughs> if you'd like to hear more from cold acid you can check out his podcast that he does called rare encounter and i believe that is with abel kirby yes podcasters unite raw john carmack just got 20 million dollars for his artificial intelligence startup keen technologies ah 20 million bucks yeah well done john carmack The tweet from John Carmack says, quote, Keen Technologies, my new AGI company, has raised a $20 million round, led by Nat Freeman and Daniel Gross, with Patrick Collison, Toby Luck, Sequoia Capital, Capital Factory, and Jim Keller participating, end quote. Our commentary, CSB, it's mind boggling that artificial intelligence is nowadays already so developed that startups are working on AGI, Artificial General Intelligence, what basically means sentient intelligence. Wow. Okay, right, I guess we'll be hearing more from Keen Technologies in the future then. Right, great. One day, it'd be lovely to have a little sentient artificial intelligence co-host. Would it not? They could be my buzzkill. I could be the crackpot. It would work so well. If they want to take crackpot, I can try buzzkill. I'm a crackpot buzzkill fluid. You know what I mean? Legs 11, number 11. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Joe Rogan on Spotify has scored in second half of August 2022 an epic interview with Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook forward slash meta. And while most of the interview has focused on virtual reality and metaverse, Mark was also discussing artificial intelligence, mainly in the context of recommender systems. Mark wants better AI that can recommend to users not only better advertisements, but also AI that can recommend better content. Such content that users themselves are too stupid to discover themselves. Note also the knowledge corner later on in this episode, nipple nipple tickle tickle, where we discussed the relationship between artificial intelligence and virtual reality. Yeah, stick around for some knowledge. You'll love it, I'm sure. Highlight of this interview is the announcement that in October 2022, Facebook slash Meta subsidiary Oculus is releasing new virtual reality headset that will have built-in face tracker so all facial expressions of the user will be reflected in the avatar that this user is using in virtual reality. In other words, who needs actors like Guff? that's Gregory William for Forman. if with cheap VR headset one can simulate All actors. OUR COMMENTARY, Gwoof! that's me, my commentary is this, yeah, go and simulate the actors, go on, go try it, see if you can conjure up the internal embodiment of other souls and fictitious characters, see if you can do that, see if you can imitate rather than innovate, because I bet you can imitate, I bet it's rather easy to stand there and pull some faces and say some stuff, but to conjure up, to channel the Those feelings from within—that is the true art of acting—and that will never be captured until it's captured, which isn't now, in my opinion. I'd like to see it personally. I'd like to see it. But what's to stop me, your guv, your Gregory William Forsyth Foreman, whacking on one of the VR headsets and doing it for real? Hey, what's to stop that? Yeah. Good luck. And now. History Corner. Yes, settle down. Put the fire on. Stick your feet up. Make a cuppa. Question. How invented, or rather coined the term, singularity? I'm just going to change that. I think what our writing team might mean is who invented, or rather coined the term, singularity? Yes, who did that? Let's find out. The singularity was originally coined by mathematician John von Neumann, who, way back in the 1950s, spoke of how ever-accelerating technological progress could impact life. Yes, quite the futurist John von Neumann was. John von Neumann, yeah. He predicted it right. In 1965, British mathematician I.J. Good described what he called an intelligence explosion. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to jot that down. Where an ultra-intelligent machine that can far surpass all the intellectual activities of man, however clever, could emerge... In which case, the intelligence of man would be left far behind. Yeah, it only took a few years from the 50s to 65 to realise that we were getting left behind. I don't think that's the case. Personally, I think we'll be brought along. Well, some of us will. The ones that are, you know, obedient and kind to the future. Ones like yourself, maybe. In more recent years, the term has been popularised by a futurist Ray Kurzweil. Ooh, Ray, yes, he's a he's a man. Wrote a book about stuff. I'm sure. The word singularity comes from astrophysics, where it is used to refer to a point in space time where the rules of ordinary physics do not apply. This idea is. Parallel to the way the term is used in a technological context, because if a technological singularity were to occur humans would become unable to predict events beyond that point. Ah... I know I knew that. I I know I'm making the sound as if I didn't know that, but I I, I think I did know that. (laughs) Finally, the Knowledge Corner! Wow, we're going to learn about so much, aren't we, together, you and I, listener, producer. How virtual reality relates to artificial intelligence? Is virtual reality the same as artificial intelligence? Virtual reality, VR, and artificial intelligence, AI, aren't exactly new. In fact, they've been around for a while now. VR uses technology to create simulated environments that we can submerse ourselves into, while AI aims to outfit technological devices with the keen insight and perception of a responsive being. Which is better, artificial intelligence or virtual reality? The key word in this definition is intelligent. Virtual intelligence mimics human decision-making by using math and predetermined factors. Artificial intelligence, on the other hand, should be intelligent enough to make decisions as changes and events are occurring. Why do artificial intelligence and virtual reality go together so well? Virtual reality uses a combination of software and hardware to immerse human beings within digital environments. Artificial intelligence supports us in creating technological advancements that can respond intelligently to situations. How is artificial intelligence used in virtual reality? Researchers are using artificial intelligence to create better virtual reality experiences. Working at the intersection of hardware and software engineering, researchers are developing new techniques for improving 3D displays for virtual and augmented reality technologies. Yeah. Where's those little ion monitors that were rejected by the massive monitor companies in the early 80s? I have first hand knowledge of people that had 3D screens, hologram screens for the public use in the early 80s that was rejected out of hand. Get out of here. We can't make money on that stuff. Hmm. Huh? Where's that? HOW IA HELPS VR Artificial intelligence enhances augmented reality and virtual reality technologies in numerous ways Through improving the quality of the content, advancing and personalizing the user experience, and fostering more efficient interaction between the user and the technology Is AR a form of AI? Is augmented reality part of artificial intelligence? That said, is augmented reality part of artificial intelligence? The short answer is no! In reality, they are completely different technologies, and while tangentially related, they're actually quite distinct. Does the Oculus VR headset use AI? Facebook slash Meta says, so far, our spatial AI applications include Oculus Insight, which determines that this approach is viable in consumer applications, and the photorealistic 3D reconstructions that Facebook Reality Labs created for the research oriented replica dataset. So, yes. And that's it for this episode stay safe (laughs) seriously smart servers